Debunking detailing myths and urban legends. I'm Ivan. Ooh, urban legends. I'm Nick, and I'm very excited about this. This is the DIY Detail Podcast, and we've been brainstorming. We have a list of really interesting things that we know people talk about that seems to be sort of popular opinion, and we're here to break that consensus, blow it wide open, yeah. and bring you the truth. Let's start with a hard one. The DA is safer than a rotary. The dual action polisher, probably the easiest tool to pick up, I think. It's the one that's kind of ubiquitous in the industry. Right. You can find them on Amazon. It's the way that modern detailers are learning. Quite frankly, folks out there are scared of the rotary that it's going to burn paint. Right. And nothing could be further from the truth. A rotary does not cause swirls. A rotary does not cause holograms. A rotary does not burn paint. The person using the rotary burns paint. The person using the rotary causes swirls. The person using the rotary causes all sorts of things. And let's add another little side myth to this, that you can't finish with a rotary. Finishing means you compound, you remove scratches. Finishing is that, that final time when you're trying to reduce all the little scratches in the clear coat, a little you know, indentate, whatever you've done in the first step. Right. Because right? when you compound, you're kind of taking a battle ax to the paint because you're trying to level the clear coat. Yep. Because you had a big scratch, so you're leveling the clear coat so that scratch looks less severe. But in the leveling, you've been kind of aggressive. So the clear coat went from here to here. The scratch went from here to here. But by doing this, you had to, you had to throw the bazooka at it. So it's sort of like, it's a little bit of a jagged edge. Here's your original scratch. Yeah. So you're trying to refine this. I'm maybe butchering this, but very, very small. Exactly. So you're really trying to refine in that second step. Right. And a lot of people think that as soon as a rotary touches the paint, it's going to cause holograms, it's going to cause swirls. In fact, the rotary finishes better than a DA can ever finish. And Nick was a little skeptical on this. Yesterday, we did a black Cadillac in here, and there's going to be yeah, probably a nice little card up here to show you what we did to that Cadillac. But I showed Nick on the trunk lid. He finished one side with the DA, same pad, same polish, same pressure. I finished the other side with the rotary, and what was the result? I noticed that I had slightly better defect removal, but there was like this hard to explain difference in gloss. And I was like, why does your side look glossier than mine? I worked mine nice and slow with the yellow waffle pad and yep. gold standard polish, right? Like I know how to remove defects and it wasn't going after heavily. It was essentially let's just do a very light polish. Right. And you did no pressure with the gold standard and the pad and yep. the rotary polisher speed one and I don't know, man. It was very, very glossy. There's right. something about the way a rotary leaves paint that always feels like it's got a deeper shine to it. Right. And Nick said something that my wife, Sylvie, was here. She laughed out loud when he said this, is that no one can finish really well with the rotary. Before the DA existed, we were finishing with the rotary. And you said, yeah, but cars didn't look good back then. I've heard other detailers who are older than I am say this. Yeah. So it must be true. Right, no. We had really spectacular looking cars in the 60s and 70s, the 50s, the 40s, you name it, all finished with a rotary. Arguing with Ivan about his belief <laughs> in polishing techniques and the science and rotary versus DA is like trying to argue with someone who's very religious about whether there's a God. Like it's yeah, very, exactly. very personal to you and I get it. Yeah. And I, I hear everything you're saying. 
Yeah. And I believe you. Right, exactly. Most of the time. <laughs> no, you should listen to this guy. I really, the rotary side looked way better. I was I was very interested in that. It was very, you could I see just, in his face. You and were it, surprised. it's safe, you know, you can go on speed one with a rotary and a foam pad and the gold standard polish. I just want more time with it to practice yeah, finishing. exactly. So I myself came up in this detailing world with the dual action polisher. Yep. Very enthusiastically learned the rotary. But I don't have enough time behind a rotary. I probably have 100 hours behind a rotary, but like, yeah. I'd like to have 1,000. Right. Um, because I want to keep getting comfortable. I'm comfortable with it. Right. But I don't ever finish with it. And, and I know that's something that you're going to try to convince me on. Yeah. I'm going to keep working on it. Uh, okay. So, the rotary, still relevant. Yep. Still Not worse. Better. No, well, it depends. It's really user preference. User preference. Um, okay, how about number two? Wax is dead. No, wax isn't dead at all. Now, wax has sort of taken a bit of a, a wayside thing because people are on the ceramic kick and all that, but wax still has its place. A lot of people really enjoy getting out that tub of wax, waxing on, waxing off. It is meditation. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It takes time. Takes shoulders, takes elbows, uh, takes a good wrist. But a wax can do something that ceramics and sealants can't, and that's fill. I think filling is beautiful. I think as a hardcore detail, you're like, I want to see everything. I don't want this to fill. I don't want any filling properties. And, and you, they're thinking about that before you apply a ceramic coating, right? You're going to use the panel prep right, yeah. to make sure that the, the paint is squeaky clean. But man, it's like a haircut. Your hair is going to grow back, right? Like, right. If you washed your car that day and you want it to look amazing, but it temporarily fills scratches, so it's going to look really good, but after a few washes, the wax may diminish and you're going to see the scratches again, who cares? Under the right circumstances, you're going to a car show, out to a date, you just want your car to pop that day. Yeah. I think fillers are beautiful. Right. And you have a classic car that you don't want to polish on because it's original paint and it's older than I am. You don't want to be polishing on the car. Having a wax that fills is great. You can go to the car show, you can enjoy it, your car's gonna look beautiful, and you haven't done any damage to that paint. We have a wax in development, you know it's gonna be good if we're working on it in 2023, so uh, wax is not dead. Exactly. All right, the next one I wanna bring up here. Dawn dish soap removes waxes. Yeah, speaking of waxes, no, Dawn dish soap covers waxes. Think of it this way. You're washing your dishes. Take that beautiful wine glass out, you set it on the counter to dry. You don't want spots all over it, you want the water to sheet on it. You want a sheeting action. It's actually in their advertisement that they have a sheeting action. And it's been in all sorts of you know dish soaps and dishwasher soaps, they all have a sheeting action. The reason for the sheeting action is we don't want water spots. So when you're putting Dawn dish soap on something, do a test at home, wax, half of a panel. The other panel, leave it completely unwaxed, so it has no protection whatsoever. So the water just sits there, it's not beating, it's not sheeting, it's just bleh, sitting there. The other side, you put wax on. Drive it around for a week or two, let that wax work in, then wash it again. Wash it with your regular car soap, that way you know it's not doing anything, and you'll see the dead side is still dead and the wax side is still beating. Wash it again with Dawn dish soap, or any dish soap for that matter. We're picking on Dawn, but eh, it's any dish soap. Wash again with the dish soap, and you'll see that the beading on the wax, if it hasn't all gone, it's severely diminished. That's because the Dawn has covered it up. Now, 
people, it leaves a film. Don it leaves, leaves a, a film. film. Yeah. And then people, they automatically think that, oh, it's not beating anymore. It removed my wax. Guess what? It covered your wax. Wash it again, but with your regular good car soap like Incredible Suds or Rinseless Wash. And all of a sudden, that wax is beating again. So, wax not removed yeah. by Don Dish Soap. Myth debunked. Okay, this is one that I think is really fascinating because as a consumer out there, you know, there's so much marketing, right? How do you sift through it all? A myth here is that pro coatings are better than ones for DIYers that you can buy without having a certification. Right. They're, in a lot of cases, pretty much the same. The big difference with the do-it-yourself coating or the DIY coating versus the pro coating, few things. First of all, pro coating comes with a warranty. The reason the manufacturers can back the pro coating with a warranty is very simple. The installer has to go through rigorous training and checks and balances to make sure that they are prepping the coating properly, or they're prepping the surface properly for coating. What happens with a do-it-yourselfer coating, no one knows. So we've got a lot of videos on how to apply the ceramic coating, the DIY ceramic coating, to give you the best chance of success. But I, we know pertinently that there are people that buy the coating, wash the car with Dawn dish soap, and apply the coating and, hey, it's gonna last forever. Wrong answer. The reason you go to a professional detailer is because they're going to properly decontaminate the vehicle. They're going to prep the, the paint properly. They're gonna polish it. They make sure that when they're applying that coating, they are applying it to pure, unadulterated, clear coat, paint, whatever. The surface has nothing on it that is going to interact with that coating and decrease its durability or gloss or shine. Yeah, we have a lot of love for the pro space, obviously. Right. I'm a professional detailer. You coach detailers. You've been one for 40 years. The reality is when I got into detailing five, six years ago, the only way to get a really high-level pro coating, at least that I knew of, was you had to get certified. Right. You had to get certified, and I had a few different companies that I went with, and it was all $1,000 plus for the entire lineup, for the training, they had right. to vet all your social media, and that's how you got access. Honestly, that's how you got access to the good stuff. Yeah. Right? And I used to be in TV news and broadcasting as well. TV news in the Walter Cronkite area, those were the gatekeepers, right? Yeah. You got your information when you sat down at the end of the day and heard Walter Cronkite tell you the way it was. Right. Right? Now there's Twitter and there's a million ways to get your news. There's no more gatekeepers. You get your news essentially how you want to. And that sort of happened, I think, in the detail space where right. now there's a broad array of super high quality coatings available to anyone. So it's yeah. sort of the gatekeepers, they're there for their own silos and there's a lot of legitimacy in the big brands that are doing this for professionals. But there's really good quality stuff out there that you don't need to be certified for. No. I think DIY Detail has an awesome exterior coating. Yeah. There's a lot of other great ones out there too. I just want to be so honest about it. It's like, yeah. it's not a sales pitch. Like, there's just really good stuff out there and it's not just for pros. Right, exactly. But pros are probably going to prep it way better than you are. Would, you might learn some stuff by watching us though. Exactly. Okay. Um, you can't, on to the next one as I cross these off the list. Myth, you can't wash dirty car with rinseless wash. You can't. Now, think of it this way. The rinseless wash is the contact wash. Same thing with your bucket and your mitt. Your, your bucket of incredible suds in the mitt. Either one of those, you wouldn't start with a truck that's been off-roading, covered in mud, and just hit it with the soap and start with your mitt. No, it's the same with the rinseless. 
you need to prep the surface before doing the contact wash. So with the case of incredible suds or any car wash soap for that matter, you're going to start with a car wash soap. You're going to emulsify that mud with car wash soap. Then you're going to rinse it off with your hose or pressure washer, making sure you got a lot of that off. Then you're going to prep your bucket. Then you're going to do the contact wash. It is the same thing with the rinseless wash. The big difference between a rinseless wash and a quote unquote traditional rinseless has been around over 20 years. So it's pretty much traditional now too, is that you're simply at the drying stage, not having to rinse it off. That's why, why it's called a rinseless. Why is that Ivan? The rinseless is designed to stay on the surface and act as lubrication. So in essence, a rinseless wash, if done right, is actually safer than a soap and water wash. 100%. Another myth, microfiber doesn't scratch. Folks, microfiber is part of the equation here, but what you're doing to that paint, if you touch paint without having washed it first, we're talking about all the dirt on there that you could be rubbing in. You could have the finest silk from China or whatever. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? If there's boulders of little dirt everywhere, you need to emulsify it with some nice rinseless wash or incredible suds. Rinse it off the paint. Make sure that when you're touching your paint, the vehicle has been properly prepped and rinsed. Right. You want to minimize scratch risk. You know, the most likely time to scratch your paint is when you're drying. But the reality is it's less about what you're using to dry uh, at the broader scale, at the right. big theoretical discussion, microfiber, terry towel, paper towel. <laughs> you know, the reality is it's what's on your paint at the time of contact. Exactly. So in essence, if your paint is clean, no microfiber won't scratch it. But if your paint is <laughs> but dirty, simply, yeah. Yeah, but if your paint is dirty, the microfiber will scratch it. And it's not the, you know, in the detailing space, the microfiber companies that are out there that, they're doing a great job of educating and all that. And they're not the ones saying that microfiber doesn't scratch. It's when you go to the, the shopping networks and places like that where they, they tout these miracle microfiber towels that you can clean anything and it's not going to scratch. So don't worry, it's not the detailing space that's telling you that. But we just wanted to clear that up. Okay. Another one I think is really fascinating, a myth. Car washes are bad. Are car washes bad, Ivan? Yes and no. <laughs> so... Uh, there are really good car washes out there. There are really bad car washes out there. Car wash technology is evolving rapidly. When I say rapidly, they're changing like daily. There's always something new coming out. The car wash industry is a very interesting industry. First of all, it's big money. The car wash industry, most car washes see more vehicles in one day than most detailers see in one year. So put those numbers into your head. Secondly, there's no car wash owner that gets up in the morning, brushes his teeth, looks in the mirror and goes, I'm going to scratch a thousand cars today. No, they don't want to do that. They want to provide you with the best result possible. And like I said, the technology is growing. It's evolving. Uh, brushes are actually slowing down in the car wash and they're using different materials. So it's not that heavy, stiff nylon brush <laughs> slapping on your car as you're going there. They're slow. They're not moving quickly and they're rinsed off. So a good car wash owner or maintenance person is going to change those nozzles on a regular basis. Make sure that the nozzles that are cleaning off that brush as it's rotating are perfectly aligned, clean, and doing the job. We have another podcast about our car washes safe. So go check that out. Yeah. We're going to put a link right above Ivan's head here. Uh, but one thing I would think about is you get someone who's like, I got a new car. You polished it for me. 
it's ceramic coated. I only want a detailer to touch it. But then life gets busy, right? Yeah. They leave my shop or something. And for four months in the wintertime, they never wash their car because it needs to be hand washed. Now, this may or may not happen, but I would rather see you getting a car wash every two weeks at the scratch pass uh, in the wintertime, whatever, yeah. than letting it go four months in the wintertime because you get that salt on the paint. It can corrode the paint. It can lead to rust. Um, ceramic coatings are going to perform better for you. There's no one and done anything in life, right? No. There's no just put a coating on it and you're good forever. Maintenance is super important. People right. will ask us, well, how long is the coating going to last? We say, depends on maintenance and depends on whether it's garaged or, or sits outside. Depends on your climate, right? Right. And so the reality is car washes can help clean off a lot of that gunk. We use the pressure washer to, to help clean off. But yeah. you, know, you need to get your car washed every couple of weeks, in my personal humble opinion, especially really in the wintertime, yeah. to help maintain a ceramic coating. Give it a chance to... Uh, not get all clogged up and gunky. Right. And a little side myth to this, touchless washes are safer than brush washes. Yes and no. So on a coated car, definitely touchless wash is safer. On an uncoated car, though, there's a little caveat to that. They use very, very harsh chemicals. So you've seen Nick talk about CHAT or CHAT, chemical heat, agitation, and temperature. Or uh, time. Because heat is temperature, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Time, time is like yeah. dwell time. Yeah. Yep. Well, that touchless wash, you're in there two minutes. Not a lot of time. Uh, heat, some of them use heat, some of them don't. Okay, I didn't even know that. There's obviously no agitation. So no. The, they do use as agitation with the water being under very high pressure and moving quickly, but they use chemical. And they use very harsh chemicals. A regular standalone brush car wash if it wasn't for the brushes hitting you, you could basically walk through it and not sustain a lot of physical damage. A touchless we don't car, recommend that. No, don't. But a touchless car wash, you have very high and very low pH attacking the dirt on your car. That's how they can be effective. So the touchless car wash, if you do not have a ceramic coating on your car, I wouldn't go there. Really? I'd rather go to a brush wash then a touchless without a ceramic coating. Now, if I have a ceramic coating protecting my paint, the ceramic coating can take any chemical that you throw at it in terms of you know, realistically available chemicals on the market. Uh, so the ceramic coating is going to protect your vehicle from the damage that the touchless wash can cause. What did you make of my get your car washed every two weeks? Kind of Excellent. Minimum, yeah. right? You don't need it every week unless you like the look of a good-looking car, which we all do. Exactly. But we're talking about the integrity of the paint, keeping up on the ceramic right. coating. And one other reason, too, is like if you get a bird dropping on a ceramic coating, it's not going to etch into the clear. It'll etch into the coating, but it could still etch. And a DIY, a regular person out there, I mean, you get that water spot etched long enough, you might need to wet sand it out. It could go through the coating all the way to the clear coat. So, like... Just keeping up on things, right. perhaps that bird poop gets washed off the car because you're taking care of it and you're not going to your detailer in six months saying, oh, what do I do with this? And they try to polish it off and it doesn't really come off or it does. And then yeah. maybe it's a water spot and later it comes back because you know heat can swell the paint. You, yeah. you kind of hide the water spot and then what happens? I mean, a week later, a month later, the water spot can come back. Exactly. So water spots are another thing that there's a myth surrounding water spots that you can polish them off. You can't polish off a water spot. Oh, it's another myth. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you tied into it. So we didn't actually have this one on the list, but uh, you can't polish off a water spot by just polishing. 
you need to remove the minerals that cause the water spot first. So water spot remover is a necessity, even if you're gonna polish them off. Because if you start polishing, you didn't remove any of that, the mineral content that caused that water spot, you start polishing, you create heat, like you said, that heat actually drives those minerals a little deeper into the clear coat, and they're gonna resurface. So that water spot, a week later, two weeks later, it's gonna come back. Uh, when I was in the professional ceramic coating realm, I would get calls on a weekly basis from detailers saying, I did this car last week, put a ceramic coating on it, customer brought it home, he's bringing it back saying that there's water spots all over it. I swear the customer parked under a sprinkler somewhere, but the customer says the car never left the garage. I always sided with the customer because the detailer basically, after you talk to them a little bit, did you inspect for water spots before? No, I didn't check for that, okay? So, and if they did, yeah, there's water spots, but I polished them off. No, you drove the minerals deeper into the clear coat for them to resurface a little later on. It's something that you may not actually believe if you've seen the water spots go away as a detailer, but you probably haven't seen that car again. No. So it's a humbling experience when yeah. it gets out in the sun and maybe the customer just brings it back later. You have to honestly have done it and then see the water spots come back to really believe it. It's like, yeah. you can tell me all this theoretical stuff. I sometimes am skeptical, and then it happened to me as a pro. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I got that oh, call from Nick. Yeah, I was like, yeah. dang it, okay, this actually is real. So yeah. uh, we discussed that. Um, let's finish with rinseless is the same as waterless washing. No. So the end result is a clean car. That's where the similarities end. Okay. So waterless wash is a very powerful emulsifier in a spray form. You spray it on the vehicle, you let it dwell, you let it emulsify that dirt, so the chemical action. They're not a harsh chemical in that sense, but they're very, very packed with emulsifiers and surfactants. So a good waterless wash has a very, very heavy surfactant load. You can actually use a waterless wash as a pre-spray for your regular wash. And it's gonna do sometimes a much better job depending on the, the level of dirt that's there. So it's a more powerful cleaner. It's a more powerful cleaner. So what's the trade-off then? You have a waterless wash. Why wouldn't a rinseless wash be a powerful cleaner too? Like what is the waterless offering that rinseless wouldn't? There, or I guess we know it's a better cleaner. Yeah, it's, they're just two different styles of chemicals and they're engineered to do two different jobs. So the, the waterless is engineered to be sprayed on the surface, allowed to dwell for 30 seconds to a minute, and then with a clean microfiber towel, wiping it away. And then with another microfiber towel, giving it a light buff. Perfect for a car show, right? Lightly right. dusty vehicles. It's a little bit less safe in my mind than a traditional wash, but it's minimal risk and it's for very lightly so the vehicles that really want to pop right now. Exactly. So the people, if we go back to one of our first myths here, that a rinseless wash is unsafe, that's where people get that mindset is that they think that a rinseless wash, you're just putting this product on the vehicle and wiping it off. That's what a waterless wash is. It's literally spray and wipe. Whereas a rinseless wash, we're still pre-rinsing. We're still pre-treating. We're still doing all these things that we normally do with soap and water. The only difference is we're not rinsing it away at the end. Hence the, tame, the name rinseless. But for a waterless wash, and we get the arguments, and eh, it has water in it. Yes, okay. A no running water wash. It doesn't sound as good. It doesn't flow off the tongue like a waterless wash. So. The industry has called it a waterless wash instead of a no running water used 
to wash the car wash. Uh, I wonder why. I wonder. Yeah, marketing. Anyways, what that means is you're spraying it, you're wiping it, you're done. So a waterless wash, that is not for the muddy vehicle. That is yeah. not for the heavily contaminated, dirty vehicle. But the waterless wash, like you said, the car show, uh, the dealership that in their showroom, things like that. Or the person that has a car collection and they never drive the cars. They're just sitting in this beautiful room and they're all, the cars are talking to each other and the lights go off and you know, nobody's there. And they might drive the car once or, you know, this car I only drive the third Sunday of July and this car I only use it for parades. That's a good case for a waterless wash as well. Also, when you're doing a rinseless wash, waterless wash can be a really nice uh, wheel cleaner. Yeah. Just because it cleans a little bit stronger. It's a more aggressive clean. Yeah, so you can spray it on the rim faces and I like to let it dwell and then, and then wipe it off. But yeah. rinseless wash is great for that too. So exactly. I don't use a lot of waterless wash. We're working on one right now. Ivan's a big proponent of it because Ivan understands the big picture, knows a lot of folks out there, use spray-on and wipe products, and there's a demand to be met there, but we're yeah. going to do it the right way. Exactly. And with that, speaking of the right way, thank you for being with us and watching all the way to the end. That is the right way to do things. And Thank you. If you found value in this, why not subscribe to the channel, leave a comment. We read all the comments, we respond to all of them, and I'm going to tell you what. There's a DIY Detail podcast link with our entire playlist of podcasts. And where did it go, Ivan? It's up here somewhere. <laughs>